Welcome to the Womb Alchemy Podcast. I am Sophia Maria, a womb healer, women's empowerment coach, acupuncturist, and priestess of the Magdala Rose Mystery School. I am here to inspire you, support you, lift you up, and turn you on so that you can open up your womb and let life make love to you. This is a ceremonial space where we dive deep into ancient womb wisdom, storytelling, code activations, goddess connection, sensuality, and all things feminine empowerment. Think of this podcast as your weekly dose of juicy femme magic that will transcend you into embodying your true self and feeling confident in creating the life you desire. This is an inclusive space where all genders are welcome. Everyone has a womb because we are all creators. I welcome you, divine creator, to my alchemical world. The womb temple doors are now open. Come inside and play. Hey, beautiful soul, welcome to episode six of the Womb Alchemy podcast. I'm so excited to be here with you today because I got something super special that I want to share with you. And this is a glimpse into my course, Uncage Your Pleasure. So this was a course that I ran a couple weeks ago, and it was six weeks long, dedicated to helping women journey through the portals of their womb in order to liberate their sensual self. As women, our relationship with pleasure has become really distorted and really tainted by society. There's so much shame around feminine pleasure, and we're not really taught how to be in healthy relation with our pleasure. So this course is really dedicated to helping women redefine what pleasure means to them and how it shows up in their life. It helps women understand how the blocks within our womb and within our body can prevent us from accessing pleasure. It helps women learn about the power of orgasm to manifest their desires, and it really helps them uncage this wild, primal part of themselves that is living, the living embodiment of pleasure that we have been really housebroken out of. So this course is really an opportunity for women to free themselves, to free themselves of any heaviness that they may be carrying in their relationship to pleasure, to help them actually open up their womb and let life make love to them. When we have a clear and open womb, and when we have a healthy relationship with pleasure, this directly impacts our life. We become this open vessel to receive everything that life wants to give us. The abundance, the love, it all is able to really be brought into our womb and into our body. And life like genuinely like makes love to us when we are open in this way. However, to be open to receive and love life, we have to first clear the things that are keeping us constricted and blocked and locked up. So this liberation extends into every aspect of your life and really impacts the entire quality of your life. And it starts with pleasure. The whole point of being alive is to feel good, right? 
And so pleasure, it's such an important aspect of living in our feminine embodiment and living in our feminine power. And so in today's episode, I'm going to give you a glimpse into a portion of one of the calls from this course. And in this call, we go deep into talking about external validation of love and how codependency can show up in our relationships and in our life, how to heal from this in order to deepen our relationships with ourselves. We talk about self-pleasure as a way to create safety in the body and self-pleasure as a tool to heal from sexual trauma. I talk about date nights with your womb, how to cultivate more self-love through this dedicated me time. I also teach about these two lines of energy that exist connecting to the womb, one from the heart to the womb called the bao mai and one from the kidneys to the womb called the bao lo. This is a Chinese medical perspective on the energetics of the womb and it really helps us understand what we need in order for the womb to be open. And in order for us to create anything that we want in our life, it's important for the womb to be open, to be filled with love, and to be filled with safety. We also talk about how energetic impacts or how energetic blocks can impact your ability to orgasm and to feel pleasure. So a lot of juicy topics that we dive into in this episode, and you can access the entire course, which is a six-week self-paced course through the link in the show notes below. And the second portion of this call, which is also super juicy and can be purchased through the entire access to the course, the second half of this call is a ceremony that guides women through an actual energetic activation and process of working with these lines of energy connecting to the womb to really bring in that safety and love. Because really, life wants to make love to you. And in order for life to make love to us, it's important for us to open our womb so that we can receive everything that life wants to gift us. So stay tuned and let your world be rocked by this pleasure-liberating wisdom. So, call us three. Uncage your pleasure. Mm. I gave you this juicy overview of some of the magic we're going to be going over today and moving through together. And I want to dive right in. I want to dive right into a topic that I feel is really, really important. This topic of external validation of love and of codependency. And these topics, they are such a overly normalized thing in our world and overly normalizes and they're not really talked about. They're just kind of experienced by everybody in a distorted way and it's normalized. It's like this unhealthy normal is what I mean. And I want to first start with codependency and and sharing my reflections and experiences with this and how it was actually a major initiation into deepening a relationship with myself. And codependency can look like so many different things. And I feel like this is a term that we hear about often in today's world. And 
how to navigate relationships in a healthy way, right? And codependency, it's it's really sneaky. It is this undertone of an energy that makes us cling onto something and someone outside of us in order to feel good in our body and in order to feel good in our life. And not just good, but safe. And codependency is really something that like, we're kind of born into. And it's actually a really important part of how we develop in this big chaotic world. Codependency is a child, like we are dependent on the presence and love of our parents to be fed, to have a roof over our head, to be nurtured and nourished and loved, to be provided for, to show us and teach us how this world works. Like, it is so important that we have this codependent bond with our parent when we're growing up, our guardian when we're growing up. And what happens is that as we get older, we don't learn, we don't unlearn this. We're not encouraged or taught to really stand on our own, especially as women. We then begin to cling to external relationships and people in order to feel that same sense of safety, that same sense of being provided for, that same sense of like, as long as you're around, I'm safe in this world. And though that is in a sense, a really beautiful thing you can share with a partner or partners in a relationship. It can also be a really unchecked dynamic because what's happening in this undeveloped codependent bond that we form as children is that we are getting stuck in a space of feeling like when it's just us on our own, we won't feel safe. We won't be provided for. And the trust dissipates. And this can show up in a lot of different ways in relationships. This can show up as being a people pleaser, always saying yes, even if you don't want to, out of fear that if you say no, you're going to lose external access to love. But maybe the thing you're saying yes to, you don't actually want to do. And then resentment builds because you feel like you have to say yes. And now this love between you and this person feels, feels, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Conditional. The love then feels conditional. Or peacekeeper, this role of feeling like you need to keep the peace, meaning you're not going to speak up about how you're actually feeling. You don't want to rock the boat. You just want to keep the peace. That can show up in friendships. That can show up in any dynamic. And then what happens in that process is you're not speaking your truth and you're afraid that if you speak your truth, this other person isn't going to love you anymore, right? There's a whole spectrum of this. There's the codependency to partner, feeling like they are our only access to love. And that is a reflection of a lack of a relationship with ourself and our own self-love. There's like the savior complex of like someone in a relationship feeling like the mental health and the existence of the other person is their responsibility. And they're afraid that if they let go of this, they'll lose access to love. 
There's so many different ways this shows up. So I invite you to begin to be curious about how this is showing up in your life. Reason being that it is a very telltale sign that there is a block between you and your relationship with yourself. Whatever that pattern is, it's a barrier between you and your self-love. And so beginning to bring that lens in and beginning to inquire with yourself, okay, how does this show up in my life? Am I fully speaking my truth? Am I feeling like my happiness is dependent on the presence of another person? This external validation of love is this like energetic exchange where we are always receiving less than what we could give ourselves. So what I mean by that is this, I'm going to paint a picture for you. So imagine yourself standing in front of another person, right? And you take this aspect of yourself and you say, here, here's my, here's my ability to cook. Let's do something simple. Here's my ability to cook, right? I'm going to give it to you and you tell me what value it has and then give it back to me. And I'll just accept whatever it is. Even if they're like, it's the best. You're like, okay, thanks. Or if they're like, it sucks. I hate it. Now you're like, oh my gosh. Right. Whatever spectrum that experience is, you're taking a part of yourself or your truth or your body, like any part of yourself and you're giving it, you're giving the aspect of it to another person and you're giving them the power to determine its worth. And then whatever they decide, you're just receiving. And if we were to skip that second person entirely and learn to self-validate and learn to self-love, the circuit would be us and ourselves. Mm, How's my cooking? It is fucking fire. Mm, That felt good. One single circuit of energy. I lift myself up. How is my body feeling today? How are we feeling today? How are we looking today? Oh, we're feeling good. We're looking good. Mm. See, filling my cup. I'm filling my cup. I am. These are really simple things that I'm saying and the ways that we can fill our cup, but it is an example of a mindset and practices in place of filling our own cup, of providing ourselves our own self-love first and foremost. I had a friend say this to me before, and I love this metaphor. Imagine like in a, in a, in any relationship, right? There is like this, there's this, um, prioritization scale. You are your primary partner and whoever else you're, you're in a relationship with, they're your secondary. You are always your primary, your happiness, your wellness, your truth, your pleasure, all of it. You are your primary partner meaning that you are your primary source of accessing self-love. And you are your primary source of accessing self-pleasure. And this is where pleasure comes in, is that when we have these codependent bonds in our relationships, that begins to get projected into our relationship with sex and with pleasure. And there becomes, it gets superimposed into into your relationship with sex in that now there's this mindset that the other person, it's the other person's responsibility to make you feel good. That it's the other person's responsibility 
to make you feel pleasure. And I want to say this carefully so that this isn't distorted. Yes, in an intimate relationship with another person, it is so important to be reading the other person's body language and tending to their pleasure. And that is secondary. Your relationship with your self-pleasure is primary, just like your relationship with yourself is primary to the relationship with the other person being secondary. It's the same thing in sex. It's the same thing in pleasure. So how can we expect ourselves to skip the primary and go to the secondary and be fulfilled in our pleasure? We can't. We're missing an entire foundation. The foundation is self-pleasure. The foundation is your relationship with yourself and your body. And this is, this is such an important thing I want to drive home because what it does is it puts the power back into your hands. It was never taken from you, but you are now shifting your mindset of saying, oh, the power is in my hands, literally for self-pleasure, right? <laughs> the power is literally in your hands for you to reclaim your pleasure and redefine your relationship with it. And the most empowering way that I can share that I have done that as I was healing from my own sexual wounding and relationships is by making my relationship with self-pleasure really sacred and really safe. And sometimes it's raunchy, sometimes it's fast, but first starting off with like that slow safe connection with self-pleasure. And what I mean by that is beginning to like make a night of self-pleasure, beginning to make it sacred through the environment that you set up for yourself, right? I started having these date nights with my womb years ago and I would get so excited for them. I'd be like, ooh, tonight's date night with my womb. I am going to light candles. And I had like my healing room. So I had like my shaggy rugs and I lit candles. I put on lingerie. I had a huge mirror on the floor in front of me. I had chocolate and strawberries. Sometimes I even had wine and I had my massage oils. And I just loved up on myself. I would play whatever sensual music I was feeling or meditation music or like whatever music my, my body was wanting to just feel to. And I would just start really slow. And I still do this, but I start really slow where, you know, I'll just begin by like eye gazing with myself and just really seeing myself. And if discomfort comes up, sitting with that discomfort and really just like breathing through every moment and being so present that I'm aware of what every moment is, what, what is unfolding in my body within every moment. Because that's the key here too, is presence, presence in your pleasure. And so when you create this setup for yourself, that's sacred, that's sensual, that's intimate with yourself, you are recalibrating your brain. You're recalibrating your body to feel safe in an intimate setting. And the best and most powerful way to do that is starting with yourself. 
And so, you know, eye gazing can turn into just caressing your body, even just using like a feather, just caressing your body and closing your eyes and breathing and just seeing how that feels. Maybe going down over your breasts and your nipples and just like taking your time to explore your body with a feather, using your hands to just caress and touch. Maybe you want to incorporate yoni gazing and you want to just get naked and put your legs up and look at your beautiful pussy in the mirror and just really see your pussy, this part of your body that's so beautiful and sacred that we really don't see that often. Like other people that we've been intimate with, they've seen it. They've seen her, they've seen him, whatever you want to call your pussy, them. Like they've seen your pussy. And have you? <laughs> I feel like we should see our pussy three times more than any single person we've ever been with. Like it is our real, our our portal, our pleasure. Oh, it is so beautiful. And I can wholeheartedly say that getting really intimate and close with my pussy, even just through gazing at her, and I'm not talking even about touch, has made me feel so much closer to myself. It has made me feel so much more at home in my body. And like I know myself because I'm seeing such a physically vulnerable and intimate part of myself and I'm holding it and I'm honoring it. There's so much power in pussy gazing. And this is something we're going to move through together as well. I'm just wanting to paint a clear picture of a yoni date, of a womb date, and of how you can begin to change the way that pleasure is showing up in your life through the more physical sense. You know, and this date night with your yoni and your pleasure, it can look like massaging your nipples, nipple play. We have so many nerve endings in our nipples that go down to our womb. Like, honestly, I have had experiences where I was able to come just from nipple play. And I've worked myself up to that point of having that sensitivity and feeling really safe enough to open that way. And really, like, the the body is incredible. The female body is, ah. Oh, it's incredible to sit with it is to honor yourself and then even moving through self-touch and and masturbation and I don't I'm hesitant to use the word masturbation because I don't want it to feel goal-oriented like what if that night of pleasure was just to touch your pussy and play around with pressure and speed and insertion and like yoni wands and yoni eggs, CBD lubricants. There's so many fun things out there that we can play with. And when we begin to incorporate that into our experience with pleasure, it opens us up and it makes us feel so safe in our body. It makes us feel so much more connected to ourselves. And we also discover what feels good for us and what kind of pleasure we like which we then can bring into any intimate relationship any intimate dynamic that we're having you know we could be like mm, put your hand a little to the right we know we like that spot we could say mm, can you kiss my body all the way down before you penetrate me you know you like gentle touch right or at least i'm speaking to myself here or you know, if there's a specific position that you like and you want to get your hair tugged, 
you know, you can communicate that. Like it is, it all comes from being playful with yourself first. And in that playfulness, also being present. When I say playful with yourself, I'm also saying like bringing in like exploration and curiosity, being less like logical and linear about this process of self-pleasuring yourself. And we can have a lot of shame around self-pleasure. I know it took me until I was like 21 to masturbate. I was raised super Catholic. So I had a lot of shame around self-touch and a lot of shame around sex toys. I had been having sex since I was 16, but God forbid, God forbid I touch myself, right? Like what a, what a strange, what a strange world we live in. Why is that the case? What? Why is it unholy for us to touch our bodies? Our bodies are a temple. They're a sacred vessel. Of course our touch is sacred. Our touch is the most sacred. Nothing can touch us the way that we can touch ourselves, both intimately, physically, emotionally, all of it. And what really helps bring in this element of safety and of love, first and foremost with self, right? Self being your primary, is working with these two lines of energy. You're going to hear me say the word meridians. Meridian is a line of energy in your body that connects different parts of your mind, body, and spirit. It is the lens of the body, mind, and spirit through Chinese medicine. I'm an acupuncturist, so this is very much a part of how I view the body and the energetics. So we have these, we have many meridians, and two of them we're going to be working with today. And so the first line of energy, the first meridian is the one from the heart down to the womb. And this is called the Bao Mai. The Bao Mai is, yeah, bring your hands to your heart and womb if you want to just feel that while I talk about it. It's this line of energy that connects our heart to our womb space. And our heart is seen as the emperor, the empress of a kingdom and the kingdom being our body. And the emperor lives in its palace. The empress, we're going to use the feminine here. The empress lives in her palace. And at the palace door is a pericardium. The pericardium is the physical sac that protects the heart. And at the door of this palace where the empress, the heart lives, the pericardium is the bodyguard. So the, all the organs have these different roles in your body, these different roles in your kingdom. The heart is the empress. And the protector of the empress is the pericardium. The pericardium is the bodyguard who decides who gets to see the empress and who doesn't. It is a swinging open and the swinging closed of the temple doors that bring you in to see the heart. Sometimes that door can be stuck shut and we can feel really closed off from love, from other people, especially from ourselves. We can feel unsafe and trusting other people, perhaps a byproduct of trauma. We can also... Um, have this door stuck shut from breakups, from all sorts of things, things that just like make us feel like it's not okay to be vulnerable or that we have to protect ourselves, right? And it's, it's such an important meridian to work with because when that door is stuck shut, it's impacting our ability to feel pleasure. 
It's impacting our ability to receive energy from the universe, to receive miracles, to receive all the, the desires that we have. When that door is stuck shut, we can't let anything in and nor is anything coming out. So we get stuck. And then there's also the experience of those doors being stuck open. This is somebody who falls in love at the drop of a hat, who's constantly getting into dramatic, chaotic relationships. This is somebody who is just really codependent and really looking to be with anybody that will make them happy. And, you know, this is an extreme end of the spectrum. Of course, there's an entire spectrum between the doors being stuck shut and stuck open. But we want those doors to be swinging open and closed for the right people at the right times, based on what the empress wants, based on what the heart wants, what you want, what your pussy wants, what your womb wants. And so it can be challenging for us to speak up about what we want. It can be challenging for us to um, feel like a deep, intimate connection when we're having sex with somebody, maybe being stuck in our head, maybe feeling kind of like uncomfortable, like, 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 not really feeling comfortable being intimate and exposed and raw and vulnerable and primal. And there can just be, yeah, this like pulling back energy, like holding back. And this is all ways that this meridian shows up in our life when it's not balanced, because when it is balanced, it brings in this surge of love from the heart down into the womb and that expands the womb when the womb and the heart are aligned in this meridian the womb is just like pulsating open and she feels so held and she feels so nourished like it is like the feminine that is just wanting to be held by the masculine and the way that those two energies work together and so this really is such an important part of feeling open to pleasure of feeling connected intimately with ourselves and with someone else is this line of energy, the Bao Mai. And so we're also going to be working with the Bao Lo, which is a meridian that goes from the kidneys down to your womb. And the kidneys, they are the organ that stores unprocessed fear. The adrenal glands sit right on top of them. They are pumping that cortisol when we are stressed. And there is one of the, one of the body's biggest nerves or veins that, um, goes into the kidneys and all along our spine. I'm going to say it's, oh, I think it's the renal artery. Um, the renal, renal's kidney, it is this renal artery that runs up and down our spine and it impacts our nervous system. So that feeling of fight or flight, right? Which makes sense, our kidneys, fear. So when we are storing unprocessed fear in our kidneys, it is not only impacting our nervous system, into fight or flight, but it is also bringing that fear and it's pouring down into our womb. And the kidneys are the element of water. It is like this downward energy. Water moves down energetically. And so the fear in the kidneys, it's moving down and it's overflowing like a waterfall into your womb. And that is causing for the womb to constrict. So if you have found yourself having a hard time to orgasm, or if you find that you have a lot of tightness in your pelvic floor muscles or your vaginal canal, or that sometimes sex is painful, or if you don't feel safe being touched or penetrated, 
you know, it can show up in a lot of different ways. And like the body language of the womb and there's like unprocessed fear is like this. It's like, Ooh, like it's like constriction. Right. And when there's constriction, then your blood vessels constrict and the lines of energy constrict, and then there's no flow. And if there's no flow of blood and there's no flow of energy, you're not going to get turned on because those nerves are not getting stimulated. You are being blocked in the receptivity of pleasure in your womb because of it. Excuse me. (laughs) So you can begin to see how this is manifesting on a physical level with these lines of energy that are impacted by experiences that you have had. So I want to bring in this element of compassion and just encourage you to have a lot of compassion for yourself when these different blocks come up, when you get stuck in your head, when you might not feel safe to open, when you know you start to realize any which way that maybe these meridians are impacting your womb and your sense of safety and your sense of love for self and pleasure, receptivity, like be curious and just witness yourself as these different things begin to reveal themselves and have a lot of love and compassion and to be like, oh, wow, there's something else I just noticed about how my past has impacted the state of my womb. Okay, let me hold myself in this. I got this. I got this. Let me see here. Could these blockages make you cry during sex? Yes, absolutely. And I want to share how and why. I mean, one of the lenses. So your cervix is a rather, okay, let's say it this way. Your entire vaginal canal has um, reflexology points all along the canal from the entry all the way up into the cervix. Reflexology points are basically points that are connected to different organs and different parts of your body. It's like acupuncture, right? It's like the bottom of the foot reflexology. There's a whole map of the body on the bottom of the foot and you can press on different parts to simulate different parts. So that also exists in your vagina and your cervix is the reflexology point of the heart. And if you are crying during sex and you're having sex with a male bodied person, then their penis penetrating you and hitting your cervix is that heart point being stimulated. That's why they call it making love because the tip of the penis is the heart point for the man. I mean, you know, they also call it making love because it's an act of love, but that is a way that anatomically that that's explained. So what can happen too, is as that heart point is being stimulated, it is stimulating your heart. And if your heart is holding on to unprocessed sadness and grief and emotions or, you know, just the things that the heart, the empress is holding on to, then yeah, you're going to cry. You're going to cry. And your body is going to use that stimulation as an opportunity for an emotional release. I feel you on that experience. I've been there. You've been there. And it's really beautiful when you have a partner that can hold space for that. And in the meantime, learning how to be your own partner and holding your own space for that, because usually we do teach our partners how to hold space for something like that too. So all of this information, for me, it's so life-changing because it just explains everything. And it makes me just feel like 
okay, cool. I have clarity now. And now I know what to do. And now I know perhaps where my energy is off and how I can realign it. Like, and now I'm giving you the tools for that because I want you to feel good in your body. And I have done so much work to feel good in my body. And I have discovered so many magical tools that I don't want you to have to search the world for. And I want you to have because it really impacts the quality of your life. If you want to learn more about liberating your pleasure and connecting with it as a tool to create the life that you desire, then I invite you to check out the link below to learn more about the six-week course, Uncage Your Pleasure. Pleasure is your birthright, baby. Beautiful soul, thank you so much for tuning into this episode and playing in my womb alchemy world. If you vibe with the wisdom shared in today's episode, please make sure to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes so I can keep the juicy content coming. You can watch the video recording of my podcast episodes on YouTube at Womb Alchemy. If you aren't already following me on social media, come soak up the magic on Instagram by following at wombalchemy.love. I can't wait to connect with you in the next episode. Sending you and your womb big love.